you will stand and join me, please, in the lighting of the candle of peace. Glory to God who strengthens us with Christ's presence, who announces the secret that was kept quiet for a long time. Christ is coming, God with us. God is eternal, and God is faithful. We light the candle of peace, rejoicing in God's presence. Glory to God, who alone is wise. Glory to God, who is coming down to us. This day is all good. We can't help singing. And we can't help singing, so let us sing. Singing, Hark the Herald Angels Sing, number 240 in your hymnals and on the screen.
And if you'll remain standing with me as I read the gospel reading for this morning. When Elizabeth was six months pregnant, God sent the angel Gabriel to Nazareth, a city in Galilee, to a virgin who was engaged to a man named Joseph, a descendant of David's house. The virgin's name was Mary. When the angel came to her, he said, Rejoice, favored one, the Lord is with you. She was confused by these words and wondered what kind of greeting this might be. The angel said, Don't be afraid, Mary. God is honoring you. Look, you will conceive and give birth to a son, and you will name him Jesus. He will be great, and he will be called the Son of the Most High. The Lord God will give him the throne of David, his father. He will rule over Jacob's house forever, and there will be no end to his kingdom. Then Mary said to the angel, How, this hap- how will this happen since I haven't had sexual relations with a man? The angel replied, The Holy Spirit will come over you, and the power of the Most High will overshadow you. Therefore, the one who is to be born will be holy. He will be called God's Son. Look, even in her old age, your relative Elizabeth has conceived a son. This woman who was labeled unable to conceive is now six months pregnant. Nothing is impossible for God. Then Mary said, I am the Lord's servant. Let it be with me, just as you have said. Then the angel left her. The word of God for the people of God. And let's join together also in this opening prayer. Come to us, promised one, in this season of waiting. Set our hearts ablaze with the glory of your salvation. Set our minds afire with the richness of your word. Reveal to us the secret of your ways, for you alone are wise. You alone are worthy of our thanks and praise. Through Jesus Christ, our Lord, we pray. Amen. And now I invite the children to come up and join Lynn. She's going to do our children's moments this morning. need a microphone. So, everybody realizes that Jesus was born on Christmas. So, his birthday and Christmas happen on the same day. So, mom has to get him a really good present. <laughs> So that means we have to get Jesus a really good present, Lincoln. 
and I figured it out. Okay. Can Aunt Cece come help? You can help. Okay. Can you open the first window? It snowed. It snowed. That would be a present for Christmas. Oh, okay. And the second window? Music. That's a good present. How about the third window? What is that? That's candy. Yeah, you you like candy. What's that one? Who is that? It's Santa. Remember, you asked Santa for dirt. Hmm. What's that one? A Christmas tree? <coughs> so we have, what's this window? It is some presents. Hmm. But I don't think these are good enough for Jesus. What should we do? There's one more window. Do you think you can open it? It, it, who's in there? Who is that? Is that Lincoln? <laughs> did you know? Did you know that Jesus already loves you, and all He wants for Christmas is for you to love Him? How about that? Yeah. Okay, so we do have treats. <laughs> and I have a mirror for you to remind you all the time that Jesus wants you for Christmas. Amen. Let's, yeah, let's pray really fast. Thank you, Jesus, for coming for having your birthday so we can celebrate you. Be with us all this week as we celebrate the coming of the Christ child. Amen. Amen. And now if you'll join us in singing... The prayer hymn, That Boy Child of Mary, on page 241, and we're singing verses 1, 2, and 4.
This morning, I want to begin our prayer time uh, with something that is in our, bol- our, our hymnal, and it's on page 877. It's a, a brief prayer that I came across this week when I was reading something else, and I thought it was appropriate for today. Uh, also, I wanted just to keep in mind in our prayers, um, if you have not heard, we lost a dear friend uh, this week. Gene Foyles passed away earlier this week, and we want to make sure we keep his family in our prayers this morning. Let's go to our Lord in prayer. New every morning is your love, great God of light, and all day long you are working for good in the world. Stir up in us desire to serve you, to live peacefully with our neighbors, and devote each day to your Son, our Savior, Jesus Christ, the Lord. It is Jesus that we call upon. Jesus, we call out to you in this day that we are in the midst of celebrating. But yet we hear of news that breaks our heart. So Lord, we know that in the midst of everything, that you are at work bringing good. Lord, we ask that you would be with the Foyles family in a special way. That you would touch them with your love and that you would truly give them peace. And as we, each and every one of us, have things that is on our hearts and minds, Lord God, we ask that you would be fully present with us. That you would speak to us, that you would open our minds and hearts to a whole new understanding of who you are and what that means for us. There are so many disparaging things in the world that tell us so many different things. That we are all alone. That there is no one there for us. That we are walking this journey alone. The Lord God, we know that is different. You have opened our eyes to see. And our, our, our hearts to cry out. In the name of Jesus. The one who you made aware to us. Your son. Your son that you sent for us. Lord, give us that peace that comes from understanding. That is something that we have a hard time grasping. But you are there to lead us to that ability and capacity to hold it close to our hearts. That gives us reason to walk out each and every day, to be peaceful with our neighbors, to share the love that you have given us, that truly the world around us would know you. Let us now share the prayer that Jesus taught us to pray. Saying, Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our sins, as we forgive those who sin against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power, and the glory forever. Amen. Friends, this morning we come because of who Jesus is in our life. The generosity that we understand that to be is sometimes overwhelming. But it is in that that we experience, that we were able to respond in generosity as well. This morning you have an opportunity to give on a regular basis, but we also have an opportunity for second mile giving, or if you mark on your giving Christmas offering, 
it will be one that goes towards our benevolent fund that helps out people throughout the year. Ushers, would you please wait upon us?
Please join together in this prayer of dedication. Loving God, your goodness and mercy are without limit. With thankful hearts, we bring our offering before you this day. Use these gifts to lift up the lowly, fill the hungry with good things, and bring hope to all who call on your name. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Please remain standing for the second part of our gospel reading. Second part of our reading um, begins. Mary got up and hurried to a city in the Judean highlands. She entered Zechariah's home and greeted Elizabeth. When Elizabeth heard Mary's greeting, the child leaped in her womb, and Elizabeth was filled with the Holy Spirit. With a loud voice, she blurted out, God has blessed you above all women, and he has blessed the child you carry. Why do I have this honor that the mother of my Lord should come to me? As soon as I heard your greeting, the baby in my womb jumped for joy. Happy is she who believed that the Lord would fulfill the promises he made to her. Mary said, with all my heart, I glorify the Lord. In the depths of who I am, I rejoice in God my Savior. He has looked with favor on the low status of his servant. Look, from now on, everyone will consider me highly favored, because the Mighty One has done great things for me. Holy is his name. He shows mercy to everyone from one generation to the next, who honors him as God. He has shown strength with his arm. He has scattered those with arrogant thoughts and proud inclinations. He has pulled the powerful down from their thrones and lifted up the lowly. He has filled the hungry with good things and sent the rich away empty-handed. He has come to the aid of his servant Israel, remembering his mercy, just as he promised to our ancestors, to Abraham and to Abraham's descendants forever. Mary stayed with Elizabeth about three months and then returned to her home. The word of God for the people of God. God. You may be seated.
I also want to thank Erica for sharing her song with us today. It's been a beautiful morning. This morning, we complete our journey through the season of Advent before we begin the Christmas season later this evening. Along the way in Advent, in addition to the gospel stories of the season, we turn to Will Willimon's book, Heaven and Earth, Advent and the Incarnation for some inspiration. So as we lit the candle of hope, we look forward to Christ's next Advent, recognizing, meanwhile, as we wait, we persevere in life with hope, expecting Christ's return with vigilance as we serve the Lord with diligence. And then with the lighting of the candle of love, we prepare to be surprised over and over again with the Lord's outpouring of grace, expecting God to be faithful, turning to the Lord every day with a willingness to experience real heart and life change as we receive and cooperate with the Holy Spirit. Last week, we ignited the candle of joy Celebrating Jesus is the light of the world and accepting that we, we are sent from God to share our stories for Christ's sake. So others might believe Jesus is truly the light of the world who gives life which darkness cannot overcome. And today we, the candle of peace, it flickers with flame along with hope, love, and joy. But with our eyes wide open, we see the unrest in the world and our need for peace. Willimon acknowledges this. He says, we're not here to deny or avoid the brokenness of our world or our lives. Advent and Christmas are not Pollyannish attempts to avoid any bad news. Instead, we sing a song to say that in Christ, God overwhelms all the bad with a good and gracious news. Jesus' presence is the source and pathway of peace. In this we rejoice. So what about Christ's coming brings rejoicing? Now, I don't think we can sufficiently answer that question. So I'm only going to share a few ways that come to light in Luke's retelling of Mary's story of receiving the news of Jesus' coming. Now in the story, uh, <coughs> excuse me, in the story there's actual rejoicing. Rejoicing from Mary that we see in her song of praise that we know as the Magnificat. And from Elizabeth when she has the Holy Spirit revealing to her the Lord's presence within Mary's womb. But there's also good news for us within their stories that is worth rejoicing. Now first, last week we talked a little bit about Elizabeth's story of her being a woman well past the child-rearing age 
who had been unable to have children with her husband Zechariah, a priest. She found out she would be pregnant with a son after Zechariah was approached by an angel in the holy place in the temple, announcing that Elizabeth would conceive a child who would prepare the way for the Lord's coming. Their son is known to us as John the Baptist. In the middle of Elizabeth's story, we are introduced to Mary when Luke wrote, When Elizabeth was six months pregnant, God sent the angel Gabriel to Nazareth, a city in Galilee, to a virgin who was engaged to a man named Joseph, a descendant of David's house. The virgin's name was Mary. When the angel came to her, he said, Rejoice, favored one, the Lord is with you. And she was confused of these words and wondered what kind of greeting this might be. And the angel said, don't be afraid, Mary, God is honoring you. So responding to Mary's apparent reaction, the angel tells Mary not to fear. However, Luke described Mary as confused. Confused by the angel's greeting, not afraid. There are several things Mary could have been wondering about. For one, why she was considered favored. And who felt that way about her? Two, what could she have done to cause her to rejoice with this messenger? And three, the temple where the Lord's presence was believed to reside was in Jerusalem, miles and miles away from little old Nazareth that was hidden in the hills of Galilee. How could the Lord be with her? These are all valid questions. But they are also questions resolved with Jesus' coming. The answers to her questions were actually in the angel's message of good news. Announcing, look, you will conceive and give birth to a son. And you will name him Jesus. He will be great and he will be called the son of the most high. The Lord God will give him the throne of David his father. He will rule over Jacob's house forever. And there will be no end to his kingdom. So first it was God who who favored Mary, not for who she was, but because of God's grace, God's love for all. Second, she wasn't invited to rejoice because of what she had done, but that God the Son, named God Saves, comes as God incarnate, Emmanuel, God with us. And third, no one is hidden or too far removed from being in the Lord's presence. And all are invited into the everlasting kingdom with the people of God living under his reign. Willimon notes the incarnation, a gift given to us totally at God's initiative, reassures you that your relationship to God is God's self-assigned task. Even if you don't come to church, that can't keep an incarnational God from coming to you. Friends, incarnation literally means taking on flesh. We believe God took on flesh in the person of Jesus Christ, born of the Virgin Mary of Nazareth to save us from sin and death to live forever with him. 
we rejoice in the incarnation, which means God comes to us wherever we are. God's love in Jesus Christ pursues you and me and everyone. Rejoice, favored one, the Lord is with you. You know, we too may be confused by this greeting, just like Mary, and that's okay. The Lord is here to entertain all of our questions that we may have, many of which we we will get answers to, but others we must accept on faith, faith alone. After hearing the angel's news, Mary only had one question she needed answered before she could respond in faith, and Luke shared Then Mary said to the angel, how will this happen since I haven't had sexual relations with a man? And the angel replied, the Holy Spirit will come over you and the power of the Most High will overshadow you. Therefore, the one who is to be born will be holy. He will be called God's son. Nothing is impossible for God. Now hearing that nothing was impossible for God. Mary submitted to God's work in her by the Holy Spirit. This amazing transformation that occurred in this work is what is foundational to our faith. The angel declared that through the power of the Holy Spirit, her child would be born just like every other child, like you and me, but also by the Spirit. He would be holy and a child of God. Isn't this the the transforming work of salvation that the Spirit creates in us? Jesus told Nicodemus, a curious Jewish leader, this, I assure you, unless someone is born of water and the Spirit, it's not possible to enter God's kingdom. Whatever is born of the flesh is flesh, and whatever is born of the Spirit is spirit. Don't be surprised that I said to you, you must be born anew. Jesus, in all of his humanity, is the first to be born of water and the Spirit. The work in the Christ child was complete upon his conception. The work in us, the work in us begins when we accept Jesus Christ as Savior and Lord, and then submit to the Holy Spirit to be born anew. It is by God's sanctifying grace, the grace that makes us holy. Through the Spirit's work and our cooperation, we are made holy in the likeness of Christ. And also, when we place our faith in Christ, we become a child of God. This was affirmed in John's opening of his gospel writing, Those who did welcome him, those who believed in his name, he authorized to become God's children, born not from blood, nor from human desire or passion, but born from God. This is all possible because nothing is impossible for God. And like Mary, we are able to move from confused to wonder to rejoicing when we accept the good news of Christ's coming. We rejoice as God's children who are being made holy in Christ's likeness. This is such amazingly good news that it is hard to believe. Could this truly be true? 
it's natural for us to have doubts. As there are so many things in life well, that disappoint us. Even Mary, after the angel left her, went to see Elizabeth. To see for herself that Elizabeth was pregnant as the angel had promised. When she arrived, she saw her pregnant. And was encouraged when Elizabeth, filled with the Holy Spirit, greeted her, saying, God has blessed you above all women, and he has blessed the child you carry. Why do I have this honor that the mother of my Lord should come to me? As soon as I heard your greeting, the baby in my womb jumped for joy. Happy is she who believed that the Lord will fulfill the promises made to her. Now, if Mary didn't know before she heard these words, afterward, she knew. She knew she was carrying the child. She and Joseph would name Jesus, who would be called God's son. She knew the work of the Holy Spirit was being accomplished in her, even if she didn't know what the journey ahead would be. Confidence in the Lord's promises that Mary, Elizabeth, and even John the Baptist in utero had gave them joy. Friends, Jesus came with a promise to save us all and to transform our lives through the removing of sin and its penalty from our lives. Again, in Christ, we are born anew. And we can see and sense the transformation that is occurring in our lives and in the lives of our brothers and sisters in Christ. It is good for us to encourage one another by sharing what we see, what we see happening in ourselves and in each other. Because when we share our lives of faith, we build each other up and we gain confidence in Christ coming into our lives. We rejoice in the assurance that God does fulfill promises. Jesus came to save us, even us, by being with us for the whole journey from sinner to saint. However, too many of us keep Jesus at a distance, only expecting to meet him at the gate of heaven. We don't have to wait to rejoice. We have every reason now to rejoice in the Lord's coming to be with us. The ways are really too numerous to count. But let our rejoicing begin with celebrating Jesus. God incarnate meets us wherever we are to give us new birth through the Spirit, to be children of God being made holy in Jesus' likeness, assuring us throughout our journey that his promises will be fulfilled. So I say again, rejoice, favored one. The Lord is with you. Amen. Please rise as we sing together, O come, all ye faithful. Verses 1, 3, and 6, number 234.
O come, let us adore Him. The Lord adores us. It is in that response of us adoring Him that we are able to truly find that peace within. So truly, go in peace. In the name of the Father, Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen.